Let's bring in our TSN hockey analyst here is Ray Ferraro. How about that wisdom from the O-Dog, Ray? I hate to say it, but he's right. Yeah. Because we've all been screwed. It's all it's always somebody else. Yeah. Never well, it's, the, it's the coach's fault all the time. Just ask Solani. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's true too. And then you take a look around and you go, "Oh, wait a minute. I haven't <laughs> scored in you know, 131 <laughs> games, so maybe it is me." <laughs> well, you mentioned Timu Solani. We we've been so caught up in this this training camp here in Toronto and the stories that are coming out of Toronto. We'll get to those in a moment, but those not familiar, um, Timu's got a book coming out, like a biography coming out, and I guess he just skewers <laughs> Bruce Boudreau. I mean, throws him under the bus, drives over him about 15 times, and goes as far as to claim that at 44, if it wasn't for Boudreau, he'd still come back. He'd be back at training camp. Sorry, Timu, you got this one wrong. Just go away and drive your 20 Ferraris, and ha- everyone thinks the, the world of you. Stop this nonsense. You what do you weren't think, playing Ray? very well. Well, I, I did the playoff series last year, L.A. and Anaheim, and um, I, I think if it weren't for the stature of Koivu and Solani, that they might have been out of the lineup anyway Yeah. last year in the playoffs. And they weren't. And the, the one thing that, you know, it, it's funny. When guys get older, the, it doesn't happen gradually a lot of times. It, it, it All of a sudden, the guy can't move like he used to move. And two years ago, I, you know, Tamer was in the 20s in goals, and he had a whole bunch of them on the power play. But the step, like that, you know, that Solani just incredible burst that just wasn't there anymore. Well, he's 42. Not, it was there a little bit, time to time. And last year they tried to rest him out of back-to-back games and preserve energy. And, he, you know, I... <laughs> I hate evaluating a Hall of Famer. I mean, who are we to you know to to do that? Except he he couldn't play to the level that they needed him to play. He was not a top six forward for them, and I I can't imagine he would have gotten better over the summer. You know, I mean, I I don't think there was anybody that thought that he was going to play again. Heck, he announced it at the beginning of the year. He before any of it happened, he was the one that announced and said, "This is my last year." When he came out of the lake. Mm-hmm. That's right. right, when he threw the yeah. uh, golf clubs into the lake. You know, and so I, I, I was, uh, th- there's, the, there's the issue with writing a book, I think, is that, you, you know, if it's going to be a good book, and the greatest sports book of all time, Tell All, was probably the first one, and that was Ball Four, a uh, baseball book written in 1970 or so by Jim Bowden. And the problem with it is you've got to name people for it to be any good. Mm-hmm. And... If you want to get into that and air out some dirty laundry, well, then go ahead and write your book. But for, you know, for Timo to do it, I, I guess I was a little surprised. His reputation is in, impeccable, and you don't find too many people that have anything bad to say about, about Timo. And uh, for him to give it to Boudreaux like this, both barrels, uh, was surprising to me when I read it. No, you're so right, though. I mean, if you're going to write a book, uh, you have to bury people, essentially, to get the press and to get people interested. And that's a perfect segue into the news of the town here in Toronto. Um, I'm sure you've read the Dave Festrug piece in the Toronto Star um, about Steve Spott, what he had to say about Phil Kessel, Carlisle's response. I mean, this is a matzo ball of epic proportions. Um what what oh, did you Toronto's make of the piece? Entertaining, aren't they? It really oh, is, yeah. huh? Like if you 
if it is as you know, so I read a couple of different things, and then there's you know a story that spawns off the story, and whether he said it tongue in cheek or he was being you know upfront with it. If he was saying it tongue in cheek, well, you know they say comedy is tough to do, and that's not a real good joke because it, you know it's just going to implode on you. If it is fact, why would you say it? Why why would you? You know, why, why would you talk about a play? You, you've coached uh, zero games in the NHL. <laughs> the players could not care less if you coach the World, World Junior team. They don't care if you coach the American League team. They really don't. You, just like a player has to build credibility, so does a coach. And I, I can't imagine that was... So what are you saying? On, on, I can't imagine that was on page one of the coaching manual. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the irony is he was at a coaching clinic. <laughs> well, I guess they all learned something there. I guess so. I don't mean, say anything. Like this have to what, have been what can be This must have been a little scrum afterwards. This had to be. This like, man is not that like dumb to go beers. in front of twenty coaches. It sounded to me like this was maybe a, a conversation over beers afterwards or something, where you know you're actually being quite candid and you've let your guard down. But that's the whole thing. If 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 that's the case, he is being candid. And it's true. Listen. It's true that he thinks Kessel's 15 pounds over and, and hates coaches and hates coaching. I mean, that's, that's the bigger story. It's not whether, you know, if, if that's what was said, you know, what, what we read about, then to me the real issue is that there, you know, he wasn't making stuff up. And if he wasn't making stuff up, he's not the only guy that thinks it. And if he's not the only guy that thinks it, then my goodness, you got... You got a hornet's nest there already, and are they even through the physicals yet? They're just wrapping just barely, up. Yeah. yeah, well, there you go. So you haven't even stepped on the ice yet, and you've got what'd you call it—a matzo ball? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you're not even out of day one yet. Like, there's enough distractions around that team at the best of times. You you just you just don't need anything of this nature. Well, I, I'm I was really surprised to read it. Put it that way. Is a breakout, is that negotiable? Like for players? Like, can Sidney Crosby say, no, I'm not doing that breakout? Um, yes. Like, I, I, I would say, and when I say yes, uh, I was involved in discussions about a power play setup or, um, you know, hey, we want to set up on this side, and you'd, you know, in a meeting, and you'd say, well, that's not going to work. And there'd be some back and forth, and you'd figure it out, and off you'd go. But I, I don't know that a player, or that I know of a player, that would sit, that had said, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm not I, skating I over there. I want to skate over here." Well, and that's it. And and we just talked about it yesterday. We've talked about it for five months. I've had some donkey assistant coaches, but whatever they draw up, okay, I'll do that. Well, especially listen, if you won a cup last year, yeah, maybe you say we should stick with the plan. This was the worst defensive team in the history of the league last year, or one of them anyway. And and one of their biggest problems, like you said yesterday, Ray, was was trying to cut down on a cycle, and then. Further to that point is once you do cut it down and you get the puck, is getting it out. Like, they get hemmed because they couldn't get their puck, the puck out of their own end. So, I mean, this is just anyone that watched the game said, yeah, maybe they should make some adjustments with how they get out of their own zone, and they're trying to do it here. And according to this piece, Kessel's saying, no, I'm good. And, you, and I mean, it doesn't take, you don't even have to understand hockey too much to realize why that just can't be. You know, like, right. why, like, 
how could you possibly be effective as a team if you've got some guys wanting to do it one way and some guys not the other? I mean, if you don't, if you don't, we hear this term all the time, all the time, buy-in. Oh, the guy's got to buy in. The team buys in. The team buys in to play into their system. If there isn't a buy-in, as I said yesterday, players will default to what they're most comfortable doing. And if they're most comfortable skating up the right wing and waiting for the long pass, then that's what he's going to do. And then you've got a problem. The I mean, I, I see it from his perspective. Like, I see why he wouldn't love this breakout. Because if if I'm understanding it right, when the puck goes up the left side, they want him coming straight across the ice all the way to the left boards. Mm-hmm. So basically, the only thing that he's doing is running a clearing route. And if the left winger has the puck, he sh- fires it up the boards to him and he tips it in the zone. Like, I mean, I don't underst- I don't see anywhere else where the puck could go. And so he's saying, what about if I stay over here? and you can get me the puck. Well, the problem with that is then he's isolated. I mean, there's got to be something in the middle of those two extremes, doesn't there? Ray, there would you read my book if I made one? I would read your book, absolutely. I wouldn't agree with any of it, but I'd read it. Really? What would you pay well, for it, Max? Uh, $9.99. I was going to go $14.99. That's not bad. Give me $15. Hey, bucks. Okay, you know what? What I would pay for... Is now I couldn't see this, but Owen and I did a segment for TV yesterday. I yeah. watched it. I, I saw dummied it too. you. I dummied you. <laughs> did you? No, no. What? We're I not talking. You. Okay, you, you were fantastic. You were the best. However, I'm sitting in the chair in Vancouver with my IFB, my earpiece in, and we're getting started, sort of. But O can't get hooked up because it's really complicated. It's a little piece of plastic you stick in your ear. <laughs> Hey, dummy, my ear paste was messed up. I had to get it fixed. (laughs) The host says to me, oh, I wish you could see this. There were wires everywhere. (laughs) I honestly, it looked like I had an electrician bag going through the wires in my bag. And I'm on the sports center set, and there's just garbage everywhere. Yeah, you're getting ready for a sleep study on sports center. Yeah. Now, see, I would buy that in the book. Yeah, like if, if something you. like that. Oh, if you include stuff like that, I think noodles and I we. Now I wouldn't go past fourteen ninety nine, but I think we would purchase this. That's not bad. All right, buddy. All right, man. Well, yeah, interesting times here in Toronto. Needless day to say, day one. Yeah, day two. I can't wait to see what pops up. <laughs> oh, this is this is off to a great start. Is Ly, is Lywicki going to say anything soon? Good question. Yeah. Where's Timmy Lywicki? He's going to have a response. Oh, they got to get him there to make a State of the Union. That would be I, great. I agree with you. I agree. All right, buddy, we'll do it tomorrow. Talk to you later. See you guys. There he is, Ray Farrar, TSN Hockey Analyst.